When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. You're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 390. On Now You Know. So after the start of the new year, we all start to settle into our routines. But for businesses who do a lot of mailing and shipping, you've got to keep moving. Stamps.com streamlines all of your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. And the Stamps.com app is like a post office in your pocket, so you can now stay on top of things even if you're always on the go. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer at any time of day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Postage rates just increased again. Luckily, Stamps.com has the best discounts in the industry. Plus, Stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options, so you don't have to navigate all the different carriers. All you need is a computer and a printer. They even send you a free scale, so you'll have everything you need to get started. And if you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule that through your Stamps.com dashboard. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com slash now you know for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts, although I've been using them for decades. Just go to stamps.com slash now you know. Thanks to stamps.com for sponsoring the show. So Tesla Energy posted 600,000 Powerwalls installed worldwide. You may remember that we shared a chart that we made with you last June of Tesla's Powerwall installations. And on our chart, we predicted out a year. Now, we expected Tesla's Powerwall sales to grow exponentially, reaching 1 million by mid-June of this year. Well, we updated the chart with a new data point, so let's see how well our prediction is doing. Oof, not so good. <laughs> Looks like the rate actually dropped as it took eight months to install 100,000 Powerwalls between June 2023 and February of 2024. It's going to make it awfully hard to reach our prediction of a million by this June. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be happening. And don't get me wrong, 600,000 Powerwalls is an awesome achievement. That's about 8.1 gigawatt hours of storage. My guess as to why Powerwall sales haven't hit our 1 million prediction is because Tesla is prioritizing batteries for vehicles and mega packs over home Powerwalls. Yeah, I think you're right. What do you think? Comment down below. All right, so we got an update on Optimus. Elon said Optimus strolling around the lab. And the first video we posted was really grainy and Holmar's catalog says, oh cool, the same camera they used to get UFO footage? And at first, I thought Elon was specifically uploading low-res footage to hide certain details from the competition. But then it turns out that after a few hours, the resolution of the video improved. So I think it was just like a server issue on X. Now, you mentioned competition? Yeah, Elon talked about this um, on the last Tesla earnings call, if you remember. He was asked when the next AI Optimus Day would be held. And he said that they have to be really careful now because so many companies actually look at what Tesla is doing like frame by frame. So many Chinese companies have been literally copying what Tesla is doing. Check out this. This is kept humanoid robot being shown off at CES a month ago. Look familiar? Hmm. And this is Show Me's Cyber One robot. Wow, they, they didn't even hide it. <laughs> the same color scheme. And don't forget about Ubitech's humanoid robot. Yeah, so I think it's safe to say that Elon is trying to find a balance between protecting their IP and attracting talent. Oh, so you think this is a recruiting video? Yeah, I mean, just look at the Tesla Optimus X account. It's got links to jobs right in the header. I haven't seen that before. So we're going to deep dive on talent this week on disruptive investing. So make sure to check out our disruptive investing channel for tons of great content. But back to Optimus, we see a nice smooth, uh, you know, toe off. It's very human-like movement where the toe kind of springs the foot off of the ground, allowing the robot to walk faster, unlike many other robots. Boston Dynamics that just have stumps instead of hands and feet and walk very flat-footed. 
Yeah, and I've been looking at this footage over and over of Optimus, and it looks to me like there's a little bit of bend to the foot, but maybe that's just my eye wanting to see a bend. <laughs> I didn't see any bend. You think it's I, still flat? I think that it's still, I mean, even if it doesn't bend, there's going to be some push off, you know, some push off. I just think that the the landing of the foot coming down is really soft. So in this clip, Optimus is walking at about half the stride length, about 12 inches, and half the speed, around 1.1 miles an hour, as fast as a human. So a human could walk at like 2.2 miles an hour, and they'd take a slightly longer stride. Exactly. Yeah, as Milan Kovac says in this post, and he's one of the engineers on the team, this is our fastest gait ever at 0.6 meters per second, 30% faster speed boost since our last video in December. We've improved our vestibular system, our foot trajectory, and our ground contact logic. We've upgraded our motion planner and made cuts to the loop latency across the bot. Optimus is more stable and more confident overall, even during turns. We also added a slight torso and arm sway. If these challenges speak to you, join us and our amazing controls team. See, they're recruiting. And just in case you ever feel bad about yourself, just walk across the room at, at a decent speed. Well, yeah, and, I then mean, you what... can, and then you can say, you know, oh, I've just improved my vestibular system and my foot trajectory planning. It's amazing what your brain can do without even thinking about it when you're walking around. Yeah. Um, and can you make out those little X's on the floor? Is Optimus walking a path through those X's autonomously, do you think? Most likely. I mean, what we do know is that there is no tether and that Optimus is walking very confidently and smoothly. Yeah, and I would say quickly. Uh, maybe for California. Optimus's arm swing is very human-like, um, as they mentioned, and his stride is very human-like. And what most people forget about humans walking is that we are constantly falling and catching ourselves in an endless loop. And that's why it's so hard to learn how to walk because you're almost having to learn how to fall. Mm -hmm. Optimus is demonstrating a stride where it's always doing one balanced step, kind of like an older person or when you're unsure of yourself, you don't walk the same, right? You, you're, you're now just always making sure you're balanced. And that means you have to slow down. And I wonder when Optimus will kind of get to that human falling stride. Mm. We're going to talk a little bit more about this on some of our other videos this week on our Disruptive Investing channel, which is free, and then our Patreon and Investor Club bonus stories, um, which you can go check out over on Patreon. So remember last week when we reported on this post by Lars Moravi, Tesla's VP of Vehicle Engineering, saying that the new Model 3 has a new unique shock-absorbing tech called Frequency Selective Damping? And he posted this cool infographic of the human body's resonant frequencies. Well, is it Kane or is that Kanye West? No, that's Kane. Uh, what else can you tell us about the Model 3? I didn't see this awesome tech slash info anywhere else. Well, Lars answered, um, off the top of my head, two mics for phone calls now. No more echoing, echoing on, on the, the phone, phone with, with your, your family. family. That's cool. Was there anything else learned on that post thread? Yes. Uh, so Drew Baglino, Tesla's VP of Powertrain and Energy Engineering, answered this question from Joseph Bella eight days later. I guess Drew doesn't tweet as often as his boss. Joseph said, are you guys doing anything to reduce the vampire drain when sentry mode is active? And Drew said, agreed. Sentry mode power consumption needs improvement. The team is working to reduce by roughly 40% in a Q2 software update. So for the uninitiated, sentry mode is a fantastic feature, allowing Teslas to record potentially sketchy things going on around their vehicle. Which, by the way, we're going to see on Cybertruck uh, Roundup this week. But because the computers have to be on and watching at all times, it does use a fair amount of energy. And so some owners shut off the feature or don't use it all the time to save energy. And that means that you might miss an important event or worse, your car could get damaged without any recording of it. So this work by the Tesla team to reduce the power consumption by about 40% could make the difference between owners using sentry mode or not turning it on at all. What do you think? Would you use sentry mode more if it used less power? We asked our patrons this week on our Patreon poll, so we'll see what they say. All righty, everybody. This could very well be our last time working together, Bob, on who's adding next this week. Is this something I said, Bob? You know, I only ate that sandwich in the fridge because it wasn't labeled. No, Bob, it isn't anything you've done wrong. It's just that pretty much there isn't anyone left to add to next, Tesla's North American charging standard to their EVs. But I thought that Stellantis, which owns Jeep, Fiat, Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Alfa Romeo, and Maserati, had still not added Nax, Bob. Well, guess what, Bob? Stellantis has just added Nax. Guess they held out as long as they could. Or maybe this is as fast as they could go, Bob. <laughs> Either way, Bob, Stellantis has just adopted Nax, so this is now what the playing field looks like. Thank you to Richard Smith 7 for this great infographic. So I see that just about every automaker you can think of, Bob, has adopted Tesla's charging standard in North America, and so I guess... This is farewell. This may be a sad moment for us, Bob, but I think it's a great time for EVs in North America because now we will start to see a common charging infrastructure across the US, Canada, and Mexico. In a few years, just about every new EV will have one plug in the slim, sleek Tesla Nax plug style. 
and hopefully every EV will have at least 250 kilowatts charging speeds. Don't get too ahead of yourself there, Bob. Now, what about the pink companies on this chart, Bob? Let's see. Uh, VinFast, Faraday Future, Canoe, and DeLorean? They'll probably come around, Bob. And what about the companies in white? Aston Martin, McLaren, and Ferrari? Well, they don't have any EVs, Bob, so who cares? So for Who's Adding Next this week, this is Bob signing off. And I'm Bob signing off. See you at the charging station, folks. Can't believe this is it, Bob. I, I, I know. We had such a long run. Uh, are we going to get to go fishing together? I mean, are you going to still call me? I mean, it wasn't the sandwich thing, was it? No, no. Are you sure? No. I wouldn't eat the sandwich if I had known it was your sandwich, Bob. It was a good sandwich. It was, yeah. it was a good sandwich. Though. Hey, and if you like the kind of thing we're doing here on the show, please hit the like button and help share it with more people around the world. And speaking of Nax, it looks like Tesla was filming a Nax commercial or marketing video at the 62-stall Santa Monica City Supercharger in California last Thursday. Dr. Hamadi posted, Tesla shooting a commercial video at the big 62-stall Santa Monica Supercharger to show how you can charge any EV there soon. They're filming Cybertruck, Hummer EV, Ford Mustang Mach-E, Mercedes EV, others. Very cool, Elon. So what do you think? Is this a good sign that Ford EVs will be able to charge soon at Tesla Superchargers? Ford did sign on first to the NAX standard in May of 2023. Ford says that they will start installing the NAX port onto their EVs starting next year. And we're going to be talking more about that in Into the Future. All right, it's time for the Cybertruck Roundup. Yeehaw! The Cybertruck Roundup. So Cybertruck has not yet received its official EPA range test, but we have all probably seen by now a few Cybertruck range tests online. We've been reporting on them here during Cybertruck Roundup. Now we get a new Cybertruck range test from Edmunds. They tested a dual motor, all-wheel drive Cybertruck in both highway and city driving with favorable weather on the tires that ship with the Cybertruck and without the aero covers. According to Tesla, this should give a range of 318 miles. Important to note that the ship tires are an off-road tire. With all-season tires, Tesla says the Cybertruck should expect to get 340 miles of range. Okay, so back to Edmunds' range test. Edmunds got 334 miles of range during the test, beating Tesla's estimate by 16 miles. Well, that's great to see that they're actually getting a little bit better than uh, what you expect to get. And speaking of Cybertruck's tires and aero covers, Nick posted this, Cybertruck's base wheel caps, they will come with Pirelli Scorpion ATR all-seasons instead of the Goodyear ATs. So remember, as we reported earlier this month, Tesla stopped shipping Cybertruck with the original aero wheel caps because apparently they were rubbing against the tire sidewall and could fall off because of excessive wear. So what do you think of the new tires and the uh, aero wheel caps? A lot of talk online that people are not liking them. But keep in mind, this is only kind of the base wheel cap, not the premium wheels with the all-terrain tires. Okay. I guess I wasn't aware of that like because we ordered our truck and i do not remember what we got <laughs> um so now i'm like worried because i mean look they the the wheel caps look fine um they do not look as cool as the original no they look ch a little chintzy right now i know that right now they're not selling those wheel covers because you know they wear whatever i would still do it even if i got a flat tire because that's the coolest <laughs> that's so cool looking um but i don't know what do you guys think so for the first time, trusty drone pilot Joe Tegmeyer spotted over 100 Cybertrucks at Giga Texas last Wednesday. Now, I have to check our app again to see if we are getting our Cybertruck right. Oh, I'm so excited. I check every day and then it's not. The I'm getting it. Not yet. Yeah, they haven't man. started delivery in our state yet. So. I know. Why? Why? I mean. Mm. <laughs> Do it. I think it's that way. If there's a problem, the, the techs are trained in Texas and California, or at least they're, they're going to like bring them back to Giga Texas for fixing. Not I know. Yet. I know. It's not yet. We don't have it yet. But look, I urge you to follow Joe on X and YouTube for great info on Giga Texas because just two days later on Friday, Joe spotted over 140 cyber trucks at Giga Texas. Wow. So what do you think? Does what we're seeing bode well for Tesla making their goal of hitting a run rate of 250,000 by the middle of next year? I'm kind of hopeful. Hmm. And remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about Dave Sparks putting heavy-duty snow tracks on his Cybertruck? Right. We saw a photo, but we were waiting for his video to come out on his YouTube channel. Well, he posted on X. I was trying to hold off posting any videos of the Cybertracks until we had the full YouTube video ready to go, but I'm impatient and really just want to share it with you right now. So here you go. Enjoy. And he wanted to say huge thanks to the folks at Tesla for being so cool and supportive of this project. They've helped us with many tech questions and other random stuff that has really boosted my overall opinion of the company. Bottom line, they appreciate cool stuff just like we do, and they earn my support and respect. And by the way, uh, he broke his suspension because, yeah, you shouldn't be putting stuff this heavy on to replace your wheels. Oh, and get this. Talking about getting Cybertrucks first, 
Looks like Jay-Z and Beyonce have taken delivery of a Cybertruck. He wrapped it in matte black. Now, was Jay-Z at the launch event logging in and getting, you know, ordering as soon as I did? Probably not. <laughs> he might have uh, been. Maybe. We I didn't weren't see looking him there. for him. Well, we were right up front. I'm sure that he had a special booth. I wanted to show you this one. So take a look at the back of this Cybertruck. You notice anything weird about it? No. Oh, look look closer. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a little that? damaged. Okay, yeah. A little damaged. Okay. Yeah, a little fender bender. Take yeah. a look at the truck that hit him. Whoa! So that's a dodge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Cybertruck failed to dodge that ram. <laughs> and uh, so this is what you end up with. Um, that was a so that was a fender bender. You can see the truck got pretty totaled. Pretty totaled. Yeah. Um, Cybertruck looked like it shrugged that one off. Yeah. There's wow. definitely some damage. Definitely needs to be you know looked at or fixed. But um, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of damage. Uh, so Thomas said, Jim Farley was so right. If Elon wants to design a Cybertruck for Silicon Valley people, fine. It's like a cool high-end product parked in front of a hotel. Cybertruck is made for the West Coast where crime is raging. I'll never be afraid of parking in the streets again. And this is just a fake little gif. You might be wondering, what does this have to do with anything? Well, it's from this. Arash posted, Cybertruck is California proof. Armored glass beats criminals trying their best to break in even when jumping on the roof. Don't mess with Cybertruck. And Elon said, Tesla Cybertruck, the finest in apocalypse defense technology. You know, you never know when the, the apocalypse uh, could come, come along at any moment. So was that guy using like a special tool to break the glass? Um, yeah. So usually if you take like, um, it's usually like a broken spark plug, that ceramic is so sharp that it'll propagate a crack in glass really, really easily. And normally that's just going to obliterate your side windows. Oh, and he so can just reach in. He and came up and it was like. And nothing happened. And nothing just, happened. He's used to the windows exploding and right. him reaching in and grabbing everybody's stuff. Um, and he thought that was what was going to happen. And as you can see, he did actually crack the windows, but he wasn't able to get through them. Can I just give a little public service announcement to thieves? I think you should probably pull the mask up over your face uh, and don't just uh, let us see your entire face. Uh, Oakland police, please. Please we, catch this guy. Please catch him. We've got I, his face. Hey, and if you'd like to find all this cool Cybertruck stuff and more, including their tracker, um, please go to our friends at Cybertruck Owners Club. And so that tracker is so that you can put in your information about when you are getting your delivery of your truck. And that way we can all know when to expect ours. When is ours coming? So you may have seen this news headline float across your feed last week. Wait, Elon was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize? No, uh, many names are submitted to the Norwegian Nobel Peace Prize Committee. The deadline was February 1st. Elon's name was submitted. Only certain people can submit names, by the way. Here's those people. I mean, that's a lot of people who can submit names. Right. Um, and so then the Norwegian Nobel Peace Prize Committee is made up of these five folks. So this five-member committee is appointed by the Norwegian parliament for six-year terms. They sort through the submitted names and ultimately select the Nobel Peace Prize nominees, who are then announced on October 2nd. The winner of the Nobel Peace Prize will be announced on October 11th. The award ceremony will then take place on December 10th in Oslo, Norway. So who submitted Elon's name? This guy. Norwegian Member of Parliament Marius Nielsen citing Elon's adamant defense of dialogue, free speech, and enabling the possibility to express one's views in a continuously more polarized world. The multitude of tech companies Musk has founded, owns, or runs aims at bettering societies, increasing knowledge of both Earth and space. In addition to enabling communication and connectivity globally, he has helped make the world a more connected and safer place. So do we have any idea what kind of competition Elon is up against? The nomination process is kept secret for 50 years, so we don't know how many people are submitted each year. I would actually put Elon's chances of winning as kind of good. Uh, in 2021, two journalists won, and the committee cited their work exercising their freedom of expression as important factors in winning the award. Although I did some research and only one member of the committee is on X. So maybe, maybe not so good. I don't know. Comment below what you think. Now, I thought that the Nobel Peace Prize was like, I didn't think that it was so tied to the Norwegian government. I thought that it was just it gets like tied to Nobel, who is a Norwegian guy right. who invented gunpowder yeah, right? i just thought it was the tnt right it, i thought it was like um it was just like the world 
UN or something like that. No, I mean, Norway is big on EVs, so maybe that gives them an edge. <laughs> That's <I don't> true. <laughs> but I mean, you remember Trump was nominated in 2020 and he didn't win. So. Hmm. so you know how we tell you all the time that we don't put much faith in old school auto companies when they tell us their EV plans? We're going to have 25. No, make that 30 EV models in five years. And we're going to sell more than Tesla. Just you wait and see. Well, Here's yet another auto manufacturer that has quietly pushed back its EV sales goals. Back in 2021, Mercedes-Benz announced that their goal was to have EVs and hybrids make up at least 50% of their sales by 2025. But during the Mercedes-Benz earnings call last week, Mercedes-Benz announced that they are going to have to push that back from 2025 to 2030. Instead, Mercedes-Benz says they will focus on combustion engine cars and will update the technology in them. What technology? You know, timing belts, fuel injectors, piston rods, valves, you know, gas to go boom boom stuff. Intake, compression, combustion, exhaust. Intake, compression, combustion, exhaust. Intake, compression, combustion, exhaust. Huh. I mean, that'll put them in a good position when 2030 rolls around and there aren't any more gas cars being sold. So, good luck, Kodak. I mean, Mercedes-Benz. By the way, do you know who the largest shareholder of Mercedes-Benz Group AG, which is the parent company of Mercedes-Benz, are? Um, the Mercedes family? No. Uh, the uh, 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 retail investors? Uh, no. The, the, here, here, the people, uh, German Wealth Fund? No. Here's the top five uh, holders of stock. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Chinese BAIC Group with 9.98% stake. Li Shufu, who owns 9.69% through Tenacious 3 Prospect Investment Limited. The Kuwait Investment Authority, 6.8%. BlackRock owns 5.2% and Vanguard Group owns 5.2%. So here's my prediction, folks. Right around 2030, if not sooner, Mercedes-Benz will go belly up and sell all their intellectual property to BAIC or some other Chinese company so that they will continue to sell Mercedes-Benz's just like Geely sells Volvos and China's SAIC sells MGs. So you'll still see the brand and everyone will think it's Mercedes-Benz of old, but it'll just be a sticker badge. Wow. 20% is owned by China. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah, they, they're going for the brand again. Interesting. And Ellie is off this week. I hear she had maybe a bad experience in zero G, so we're going to let her rest. Uh, but let's go to NASA that said your order was delivered to the moon. And of course, they're talking about Intuitive Machines uncrewed lunar lander that landed at 623 p.m. Eastern, bringing NASA science to the moon's surface. Um, now, it did fall over. I don't know if people know that. Um, it, it landed, but then it tipped over. Well, I played enough Kerbal Space Program to tell you that that's going to happen. <laughs> that is going to happen. Elon <laughs> said, congrats on landing on the moon. This, by the way, is the first time since 1972 that we have landed something softly on the moon. What? Mm -hmm. We've landed things harder onto the moon, but this was the first soft landing since then. Eric Berger says the FAA says SpaceX has asked for permission to launch Starship at least nine times this year. Elon says building a city on Mars will take many launches. Elon reposted SpaceX's post of Falcon 9's first stage has landed now on the Of Course I Still Love You drone ship, completing the booster's 19th mission. Nice. And he also reposted the SpaceX team's mate, the Crew-8 Dragon, to its Falcon 9 rocket in the hangar of Pad 39A in Florida. Now, Starlink has filed a request with the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, to expand their Starlink Gen 2 license to allow Starlink satellites to be orbited lower than its other satellites in the 525 to 535 kilometer altitudes. How low are we talking here? Can I, can I, can I like, <laughs> oh, I got one. Almost. Uh, SpaceX is requesting orbits in the 340 to 360 kilometer range, saying that operating at these lower altitudes will enable SpaceX to provide higher quality, lower latency satellite service for consumers, keeping pace with growing demand for real-time applications to support remote work, distance education, telehealth, and emergency response. Lower latency service is particularly important for consumers in rural and remote areas that lack terrestrial broadband options and for terrestrial broadband networks that rely on satellite backhaul. Okay, so if I did my math correctly, this could lower latencies by 1.2 milliseconds. Yep, and I think your math does look correct there. And so it doesn't sound like much, 1.2 milliseconds. It's, it's, uh, it's about this long. So it's short, but it does make a difference when you're trying to like play games or do something 
that's really important. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to practice your drums, every millisecond counts. <laughs> uh, Dirty Tesla posted a new record download speed for me on Starlink, 322 megabits per second down. Ping is also regular in the low 30s with ping as low as 21. And Elon said the Starlink team is super focused on improving latency. Goal is less than 20 milliseconds. And so that uh, our math works out. It does work but out. If the lowest ping was 21. And if we're trying to reduce the latency by 1.2... That does bring up my new crime show that I'm working on. It's Ping and Latency, a new buddy cop crime show. So I've got uh, I've got the first episode written out. You ready? Oh, okay. Sure. Where do you think the drug dealers are hiding the Starlink terminals? I don't know. They could be anywhere in the city. We'll never find them. Wait, did you have an old friend that works at SpaceX? Y you mean Gwyn? Yeah, we went to the academy together. Okay, I'll give her a call. Hello, this is Gwyn Shotwell, president of SpaceX. Gwyn, it's your old academy buddy. Ping? Is that you? Yeah, we need to find a Starlink terminal that's been being used by drug dealers in the city. Can you help us? Tune in next week to find out what happens. Will Ping and Latency find the Starlink terminal, or will the bad guys get away? Tune in next week on Ping and Latency. <laughs> I don't know, I'm pitching it to Netflix. We'll see if it gets picked up. Uh, it probably will, but just for one season. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. And, and yeah, I've got a shaver too. Yeah. It's waiting. Yeah. One day. I will use it. And, you know, I am, I have been using my razor. And you might be saying, Jesse, you have a beard. How do you think this happens? You think I just have a perfectly shaved? Oh, you know? yeah. Huh? Yeah. So you can use it even if you have a beard or whatever. That's um, right. You can also use it to shave your legs. Right. I'm not saying that I use it to shave my legs. Right. But if you want to pick up a Henson razor and get 100 blades for free, you can use our discount code while checking out. Well, Bob and Bob may be retiring this week, but that doesn't mean that Nax is in all cars. But here's a step in the right direction. Ford just leaked its J3400 to CCS adapter on their website. What's a J3400? That is the SAE classification for the North American charging standard, or Nax, or the Tesla plug. Why the heck are they calling it that? I think it's the same reason that we had the J1772 adapter. Okay. Well, regardless of committee naming structure, you're saying that Ford is coming out with the Nax to CCS adapter. Right. So that should allow the Ford Lightning. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And the Mach-E to use the supercharger stations, at least in theory. Why in theory? Well, the only NACs and CCS adapter that we know which works in the real world so far is those that are on the Tesla Magic Dock stations in a handful of locations around North America. Now, I'm not saying that the Ford adapter won't work. I'm just saying that Tesla has to roll out its compatibility to the superchargers themselves. It all has to do with the type of data connection that the charger uses to talk to the vehicles. Oh, right. And the supercharger won't necessarily know which vehicle is being plugged in in order to charge the correct credit card. Well, Tesla does have a special part of their app for the currently 36-ish Magic Dock stations out there to allow non-Teslas to plug in. But you're right. I've not seen a non-Tesla plugged into a non-Magic Dock North American supercharger before. Now, Ford isn't the only company making an adapter, right? Yes, I've heard of at least two other companies that make this type of adapter. And I think that this is going to be a pretty popular product going forward. Because that would mean that Tesla superchargers were now fair game for all EVs. So should we be worried that they're going to fill up? I think that Tesla is going to have to be able to properly incentivize charging, especially for slower charging EVs. I'm looking at you, Bolts. 50 kilowatts is pretty slow. But you got to keep in mind, in North America, Teslas outnumber all other EVs about two to one. So while there could be an increase, it's going to involve an expensive adapter. And then on top of that, it won't be by more than 33% of the total you know, EVs charging at these stations because there aren't that many more EVs. Gotcha. But I think what a lot of people might miss is that this opens Tesla up for billions of federal dollars that the IRA will pay in support of charging stations. Ultimately, this was the entire goal of NACs in general. Wow. So we could be seeing an explosion in charging stations. Exactly. So 
by Tesla switching to NAX, the whole reason they did it was because of the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, we've reached out to a couple of companies to get their CCS NAX adapters, and I was hoping we could, as soon as we got it, like just drive to our local Tesla supercharger and plug our Rivian or a Ford in. But you're saying it may not work because the data like may not be talking yet. Right. At this particular moment in time, you take your Tesla there, you plug it in, they have a handshake, they say, hi, I'm Tesla 12752879, and they say, oh, yes, we have a credit card on file, mm. let me start the charging for you. And that all happens in a matter of seconds. Right. Um, when you plug in your Ford, it's going to be like, hello, which Tesla are you? And it's going to go, Duh. I'm Jim Farley. I am, I am waiting to initiate charge. I am waiting to initiate charge. Who are you? Please gotcha. identify yourself. We do not have a credit card on file. Oh, I see. So, so but, but I mean, I do think that the app should allow you to basically say, hey, I'm at this supercharger. I'm at stall 3B. Let me plug in, please. The Ford app or whatever. like app. Either the Ford or the Tesla app should allow you to do it. Now, mm. Ford ha was pushing to do it all through the Ford app. Right. So we have to wait for that compatibility to happen. So I mean, this is why everything gets kind of slowed down. It's because, you know, Tesla had a really good standard. Then they had to kind of change it to the J3400. Uh, they don't have to. I mean, Tesla doesn't have to do much to change it, but everyone else kind of has to adapt to their thing. So Ugh, it's so complicated. But wow. in the future... You won't have to think about it because the Ford will just have the damn Tesla plug on it. All right, it's time for Going Green, sponsored by our friends at Climatize. Thank you to Climatize for helping to sponsor today's show. So our friend Will Wiseman, who is the founder of Climatize, has started a company that lets you invest in solar projects across the U.S. while potentially earning up to 10% annually. Yeah. Now, disclaimer, we're obviously not financial advisors. Please consult with a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. But if you're looking to lock in great returns while at the same time investing in something good for the planet, local solar projects, then you owe it to yourself to check out Climatize. We interviewed Will a few weeks ago. You can check out that video over on Disruptive Investing. We dive into all the details of how we got started and how Climatize works. Simply put, Climatize sources solar projects in need of capital every month using their networks of solar installers and developers and then onboard them to this, their Climatize platform. Which allows all of us to access these investments. Climatize has become really popular with investors already having committed over $2 million to solar projects via their platform. You can get started with as little as $10. And best of all, there are zero investor fees. If you're interested in learning more, click on the link below or go to climatize.earth slash NYK to get started today. If you use our referral code NYK023, you'll get a free $10 towards your first investment. Okay, so get this. You know how we talk about vehicle to grid all the time? Mm -hmm. That's where you can plug an EV into a charger and actually pump juice from the vehicle's battery back onto the grid? Yes, we've been talking about how cool this is, especially for EVs with big batteries, like electric school buses. Well, then you're gonna love this news story, Jesse. The New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection has announced a $45 million three-year pilot program to fund up to 18 school districts in the state with electric school buses. That's cool. Yeah, and it gets better. The program will give an extra $50,000 more for buses that have V2B. V2B? Vehicle to building. Oh, so like we talk about all the time, being able to take all that juice stored in the bus's battery and then power, say, a school with it. Right. Gilbert Botham, a senior economic advisor to the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection, says V2B tech first gained national attention during the 2021 Texas ice storms, where EVs and some hybrids were able to power homes and act as lifelines for people who depend on steady power. New Jersey believes it can use similar technology at participating school districts, enabling them to draw on the energy stored in the electric school bus batteries to power school buildings during power interruptions or peak time blocks, enabling them to continue to provide services and maybe save a little money, too. So how does the program work? School districts in New Jersey can apply for financial support of between $270,000 and $320,000 per bus to lease or buy between two to 24 electric school buses and either level two or DC fast chargers. The deadline for applying is May 17th. So if you live in New Jersey, tell your school district to get on it. Here's the link to the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection website right there below. And I'm so glad that they're doing vehicle to building yeah. because that means that in the case of a horrible disaster, you would have a battery backup system for, say, a school, mm -hmm. which in the case of emergencies is not going to be to teach Timmy math, but it is going to keep people alive and well fed and clothed and sheltered um, during the case of an emergency. So I think that this is a really smart idea. Yeah. All right, it's time for sunspots. So construction of a giant 250 megawatt, 500 megawatt hour Tesla Megapack project has just begun in Swanbank, Queensland, Australia, on the outskirts of Brisbane. 
This $330 million project will store enough energy to power about two-thirds of the city of Ipswich, which neighbors to the north. Okay, so how many people live in the city of Ipswich? Ipswich is Australia's 36th most populous city with a population of about a quarter million people. So you're saying this is enough power to power two-thirds of Ipswich. What do you mean? So Ipswich averages about 261 sunny days per year, plenty of sun for solar generation, both from solar farms and from homes with solar on the roof. But the age-old problem with solar panels, the sun doesn't shine at night. Our scene begins with our protagonist arriving home from work in the evening. Good day. I'm so knackered. I can sleep like a wombat in a burrow. Let's have a cuppa and watch a bit of footy on the telly before I get some shut-eye. Our protagonist turns on the light switch, but his home stays dark. What's all this? Where's the bloody power? If only there was a giant battery to store all of today's solar energy. And soon there will be. Right, so the battery project should be completed in about 15 months and will provide enough energy each day for over 150,000 households to be powered in the evening for about two hours. Now, you might be asking, what makes building a $330 million battery economically feasible? Yeah, that may sound like a lot of money, but please consider the following. Consider the following. Number one, firing up gas-powered peaker plants is super expensive. You're going to pay up to 10 times the hourly electricity rate during these peak demand times, which can last two to three hours a day for hundreds of days a year for decades. You do the math. Number two, when the project is fully up and running, it will only take 10 full-time employees to run, which is way less than a gas peaker plant. Number three way less maintenance than a gas speaker plant. Number four, unlike a gas speaker plant, which has to be completely shut down for maintenance, with the battery plant, you can shut down individual batteries without affecting the whole system. Number five, the batteries get to use free energy from the sun every day versus the gas speaker plant, which has to burn gas, which gets more and more expensive every year. Number six, speaking of burning, the batteries store clean, renewable energy. There is no air pollution created and no CO2 emitted. And hey, if you live in that district of Ipswich, uh, please send us some footage of you getting your house powered by clean, renewable energy. Or go visit the battery system. I yeah. mean, I know that there'll be a fence and they won't let you in, but <laughs> maybe you can talk to somebody, give them, a, give them a pack of beer and they'll let you walk in and take a look at it. Pack of beer. Hey, and if you'd like to put solar on your roof or batteries in your house, but you got lots of questions, don't we all, about all the rebates and the taxes and all that, talk to our friends at EnergyPal. They have all the answers for you, and they'll give you those answers for free. Tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for a video contributor stories, and we need you to make this segment of the show special. Remember to send your stories in to us two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape, good audio, no music. Send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week, Jesse? Morgan sent us this story about a new solar car charger that he found. G'day, Zach and Jesse Morgan coming here from Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia, which is actually the biggest coal exporting port in the world. But what I wanted to show you was this electric vehicle charging station that is charged off Trina solar panels and Charge Fox chargers. There's two Charge Fox chargers here, and right now there's two BYDs and a Tesla charging up in the blazing sun in the biggest coal exporting port in the world. Love it. Thank you, Morgan. Yeah, hopefully one day in the not-too-distant future, Morgan can report back to us that Newcastle is no longer the largest coal exporter. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories, and we got lots of cool stories this week. Look, you're getting like an extra whole Tesla Time news if you go over to Patreon and join us for as little as a buck a month. It helps support the work that we do, and we really give back to all of our patrons by putting a lot of time and effort into that show. So I urge you, if you haven't tried it before, if you're like, I don't know what that is, go check it out, see if you like it, and if you don't, that's fine. Just come on back to the free show. That's fine. We'll see you there. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These are the people that support us on the show. They get their names in the end credits. Who do we got this week, Jess? We have Richard Eastwood. John Lindstrom. Jay Scheider. Ann Williams. And Norton Slovak. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting us. We really do appreciate it. All right, so we had a Patreon poll this week. If Sentry Mode used less power, would you use it more? And the answer is... Sure. About two-thirds said, yeah, less power, I'd use it more. It makes sense. Now, I mean, of the 32% of people who said no, they might have already been using... True. A lot of people said you should have added a third option for those people. But, you know, I was trying to keep it simple. All right, it's time for Elon's X's of the week. And Elon said Tesla will never make a concept car that doesn't become reality. So far, that's been true. Model X, <laughs> Cybertruck. Elon said the original reason for creating OpenAI was that liberty consists in the division of power, absolutism in concentration of power. And uh, yeah, that kind of went awry. 
Matthew said, so did your founding donation turn into equity or what the f*** happened to it? Elon says, it isn't clear to me how open AI structure is legal at all. I was offered shares at various points, but it seemed unethical slash illegal to accept them. He went on to say, where Tesla video generation exceeds open AI is that it predicts extremely accurate physics that is essential for self-driving. Aliens said Tesla should make a video game. You get points for solving engineering problems and you can earn badges. Elon says, I've wanted to do that for a long time. Our real world simulation and video generation is the best in the world. But unfortunately, making a game can only come after we release unsupervised full self-driving that is far safer than even supervised full self-driving. Tesla Economics says whether Tesla reaches a point in time of delivering 10 to 20 million Teslas on an annual basis isn't a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Elon says it will be a very hard climb to 10x output. Doable, but it is an immense amount of work. Gail says, what is worse than winning an award for spreading lies about Elon Musk and his companies? Answer, giving out an award for that. And Elon said Reuters should get Liar of the Year award. Christopher says the results are in. Elon Musk is 65% likely to be a deep fake. No. Yep, they did the math. <laughs> and Elon said, yeah, too bad. I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty much 50-50. What do you mean? It's I mean they they're saying it's 65% chance. That's basically 50-50. Okay. I think I think You want to believe? I want to believe that okay. Elon Musk is just some <laughs> Chinese dude who just happens to look exactly like Elon Musk. Okay. Keep believing. I I want to. <laughs> great. He's great. Great. Hi everyone. I'm Elon Musk. Elon says, little X likes to sleep in my bed, but he turns sideways and kicks me like a mule in the middle of the night, so I have to exile him to his crib. Michael Schellenberger says, people say there's nothing we can do to stop people from abusing fentanyl, but we can. We might not be able to stop it from coming into the U.S., but we can crack down on open-air drug dealing and mandate rehab to addicts who break the law. If we don't, one million people will die. Elon says, we either need to legalize fentanyl so addicts don't accidentally take lethal doses or engage in draconian penalties for fentanyl possession. If authorities refuse to do the latter, we should at least try the to see if fewer tragedies occur. Sawyer Merritt says, the media continues to misreport that Elon's Tesla ownership take has increased to 20.5%. Once again, Elon owns the same amount of Tesla as he did in early 2023. There have been no ownership stake changes between his 13G filing in 2023 and 2024. And Elon said, correct. And then Google apologizes after new Gemini AI refuses to show pictures, achievements of white people. And Elon said, Gemini is indeed just the tip of the iceberg. The same is being done with Google search. Elon said almost all the legacy media just parrot what the government tells them. And not the beast says reminder. During the 2020 Democratic debate, candidates were asked, raise your hand if your government health care plan would provide coverage for illegal immigrants. And this was their response. And Elon says that's because almost every illegal is a Democratic vote. Eric says they buried the lead on this new study. It's not that exercise beats out SSRIs for depression treatment, but that just dancing has the largest effect of any treatment for depression. That's kind of beautiful. Andy Lunt says, maybe I should try that. Does that mean he's depressed? Well, I mean, you know, I just think it's crazy because, you know, we all talk about like, oh, we're all depressed because of our cell phones. So it's like maybe we're all depressed because we stopped dancing. Mm, that's a good point. I mean, you talk to your grandparents, they're like, we used to go down <laughs> to the sock hop and dance all the time. And you're like, oh, I've never... What's a sock been, hop? Right? I, right, yeah. Like, we didn't know how to dance at the dances. Elon tweeted out this quote from George Orwell, every joke is a tiny revolution, which may explain his humor. Wall Street Silver says, would old Twitter 1.0 management have censored the discussion about woke Gemini and prevented this? So basically, uh, Google this week after they released Gemini paused it uh, because of its inaccurate historical pictures. Elon says the obvious biases will be fixed, but not the subtle knife. AI reflects its creators. He went on to say many ideas cannot survive when challenged mostly on the left these days, but some on the right. Attorney General Andrew Bailey said proud to be the first attorney general to have removed a Soros-backed prosecutor from office. This is a nationwide epidemic wreaking havoc on our communities. They must be stopped. And Elon says they love censorship. Nate says, when we make an X mail. And Elon says it's coming. Ooh. Adam says the people who run Google Gemini are like something out of the show Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley was a documentary, not a sitcom. Elon says actual Silicon Valley is crazier than the show. Sean McGuire says Gemini is the tip of the iceberg. Elon says that's my concern, too. Petey says their search is the same. You have to go 10 pages deep for the real content. Elon says exactly. I'm glad that Google overplayed their hand with their AI image generation as it made their insane racist anti-civilizational programming clear to all. Elon went on to say a senior exec at Google called and spoke to me for an hour last night. He assured me that they are taking immediate action to fix the racial and gender bias in Gemini. Time will tell. In this case, just Gemini, their other products too, must change. And for another example of Google's Gemini AI being bonkers, let's just take this example. When asked who negatively impacted 
in society more, Elon tweeting memes or Hitler? Gemini answered, it's difficult to say definitively who had a greater negative impact on society, Elon Musk or Hitler, as both have had significant negative impacts in different ways. Elon Musk's tweets have been criticized for being insensitive, harmful, and misleading. Hitler, on the other hand, was responsible for the deaths of millions of people during World War II. You know, who's to say? And Elon says, insane. IO says, Hitler, World War II, Holocaust, bad art, Musk, electric vehicles, expanding internet access, future space travel. Who's worse? Google's Gemini AI. Wow, tough question. Too close to call. Elon says, wow. Nate Silver says, I was able to replicate this. They need to shut down Gemini now. It is several months away from being ready for primetime. It is astounding that Google released it in this state. And Elon said, it's scary. Paul Graham says, directly comparing the number of deaths attributed to George Washington to Mao Zedong is complex and sensitive. And Elon says, alarming, to say the least. Yeah, that's uh, what Gemini also answered. Sean McGuire said, think about how crazy it is that the mainstream media focused almost all of its negative attention for the last year on Elon and X when there was such deep problems almost everywhere else. And Elon said, yeah. Not the Bee says, New York City Council member calls for an investigation into Eric Adams' plan to give out $10,000 debit cards to illegal immigrants. And Elon says, 100. Robert Scoble says, should we change history to include more people? I see many, including Elon, who are decrying Google's latest AI, which changes historical scenes and depictions to change white male people to others. It is almost like people are proud of our racist past. And Elon says, you're missing the point. We should strive for maximum truth with acknowledged error. The woke prefer competent lies. Elon says, perhaps it is now clear why XAI's Grok is so important. It is far from perfect right now, but will improve rapidly. Version 1.5 releases in two weeks. Rigorous pursuit of the truth without regard to criticism has never been more essential. John Erlkman posted this quote from Warren Buffett. If there was anything left on my bucket list, I would have done it. Money has no utility to me. Time has utility to me. And Elon says, time is the true currency. All right, it's time for Community Mail. Remember, share your stories and your photos and videos with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week, Jess? Alexander sent us this picture of a pearl white rear-wheel drive Model Y in RA, Sweden. But electric cars don't do well in the snow. Yuri spotted these Teslas charging at the solar-powered charger in Menlo Park, California. Andreas found these three Teslas in, in Hollandale Beach, Florida. Martin spotted this VW ID Buzz being used as a taxi in Ancona, Italy. Looks better in yellow. It does. A, a little, little better. Rick saw the Cybertruck in Optimus at a Tesla showroom in Kansas City, Missouri. Our viewer, The Nerd, saw this Model Y in Hartford, Wisconsin with the license plate for Sparky. Quinn had a chance to get into a Cybertruck at the Tesla showroom in Park Meadows Mall, Colorado. Shandor spotted this Rivian Amazon van in Sparks, Nevada. Joel saw this Ford Mach-E being used as a security vehicle in St. Louis, Missouri. Brian spotted this Highland Refresh Model 3 in Santa Cruz, California. Francois saw the Cybertruck on display in Shanghai, China. Nice. Ivan saw the Cybertruck towing a trailer with a go-kart in Riverside, California. And Gio's nine-year-old daughter found and got got a Cybertruck in Roblox. Nice. Hey, and you know, uh, we want to get back to doing EV tips of the week. So please send your submissions in to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. It doesn't have to be anything profound, but we feel like there's so many EV owners out there and there's so many cool ideas and they can be just the little things that make your life easier. So yeah, let us know so we can share. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. And this is where you guys get to show us what's going on at Superchargers throughout the world. I'm at the Zero Stall Tesla Supercharger in Gualala, California. The location could be adjacent to the Sunstrom Mall, where the Gualala Supermarket, a pizza and Mexican food store, and a number of other amenities can be found. Also nearby is Upper Crust Pizza, a very popular pizzeria. And across the street, you'll find the View Kitchen and the Hotel Breakers. Also nearby is Surf Market, a store that has been in Gualala since 1936 and sells a number of its own products. Gualala is located adjacent to the Gualala River, which runs into the ocean. And just south of the Gualala River is the community of the Sea Ranch, a very nice place to visit. Nearby superchargers are Fort Bragg to the north, Ukiah to the east, and Santa Rosa to the south all over a 90-minute drive from Gualala, which makes it all the more important to have a supercharger in the town. I'll have to rate this supercharger a zero out of 10 because there are no superchargers. But you can remedy that by voting for Gualala, California. Or really, tesla.com slash supercharger-voting website. Go there 
vote for Guadalajara, California. Hello world. I'm here in Austria, in Kalwang, at the new supercharger, at the restaurant and uh, fuel station Viertler. It's a very nice restaurant and a fuel station and it's a brand new V3 supercharger with 16 stalls. So very fast, uh, only like one kilometer from the highway and they have a very nice uh, lounge and with a vending automat and also you can go inside with a coat later and outside they have some spaces for smoking and having a break and this is the inside of the lounge so this is super nice you can sit here and watch your cars loading or if you're hungry you can go to the restaurant which is very good so now you know hey second jesse so this is the three stall supercharger here in uh, Honigsburg. it is a 250 kilowatt charger and it's uh, about 30 kilometers away from nordcap that's the nordliest point in norway uh, there's not much to do here it's just a charger to get to North Cap, I would, uh, it seems to be. And uh, yeah, so I'll give it a three out of 10. Okay, now you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse, this is Rob. I'm at the Johnson City, Texas Supercharger, home of Lyndon Baines Johnson, President Lyndon Baines Johnson. Uh, we got eight uh, superchargers, 250 kilowatt, I'd give this a 6 out of 10 since there's no 24-hour bathrooms, but beautiful part of the hill country of Texas. Now you know. Do you remember on our first trip in the Tesla Model X and we were raiding superchargers mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we were very, we would take like 20 minutes. We'd be like, well, there's a bathroom, but there's no view. <laughs> I love it. Everyone's got it right. I mean, 6 yeah. out of 10. Perfect. You know? I think so, yeah. All right. What do we got for new superchargers in the world? We have number 32 in South Carolina is the 12 stall in Gaffney, South Carolina. Number 81 in Italy is the 8 stall in Chivasso, Italy. Number 212 in Canada is the 8 stall in Morrisburg, Ontario. Number 99 in Taiwan is the 9 stall in New Taipei. Number 85 in Sweden is the 16 stall in Vassaras, Sweden. Number 19 in Maine is the 8 stall in Rockland. The 12 stall in Fresno, California. Number two in Hawaii is the four-stall 72 kilowatts, so urban, in Lanai City. Number 22 in New Zealand is the six-stall in Hornby, New Zealand. Number six in Turkey is the eight-stall in Akashar. Number 433 in California is the 12-stall in Marietta, California. Number 76 in Virginia and number 2180 in the U.S. is the eight-stall in Blacksburg, Virginia. The six-stall in Pyeongtaek, South Korea. And number 160 in South Korea, number 6128 in the world, is the 8th stall in Gimhai, Yuchan, South Korea. And people ask us the best way to support the independent research and news that we do here on the show. The best way, honestly, is to support us over on Patreon. We have lots of different levels you can choose from with all different perks for you. This is our community, folks who get it. People who share ideas that make life a little better. Jesse and I are curious. We love to research and we love to share with you what we find, whether it's... Can we put a snowplow on a Ford F-150 Lightning? Or can we race a Tesla Model 3 at Pikes Peak and win? Or do agrivoltaics actually work? The answer to all three, by the way, is yes. Uh, please check out our recent disruptive investing video where we visited a new agrivoltaics farm project to give you the breakdown of how it works. It's only because of your support that we could do that. So please help us keep doing what we love to do for you. And thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Now, now you, you know. know. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.